Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know how steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, folks, and thanks for tuning in for another exciting episode of Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. This is your host, Soy, and I'd like to welcome you to the cafe today. It is time. It's time. So grab your favorite morning beverage and get ready for real talk, real topics right now. I cannot start the show without first acknowledging, suggesting, and hoping that you have already downloaded the app. We have an app, Coffee Talk with Soy, so I encourage you to go to your App Store, whether it's iTunes or Google Play, find us under the show name Coffee Talk with Soy, download it there, and never miss another conversation. It's a new mobile, portable, and easy feature to use. You never have to worry about trying to dial in, trying to find us. We're right there. There is a selection right on that homepage that allows you to download the app. I'm sorry, it allows you to listen to the show. It also allows you to uh, make comments on the show. And then also the cool feature is it allows you to go back and hear past recorded shows that are in our broadcast library. So do that, do that so you can stay connected. I'm so excited about this year, y'all. I'm telling you, there is power in 2015. Yes, there is. And one of the things about the new year is that we all feel innovative. We all are looking to make changes in our lives. We all are looking to make New Year's resolutions and talk about things that we like to do and begin trying to plant our feet one in front of the other to figure out just how we do that. Well, I thought it was so appropriate to bring forth this topic today, the power of 2015. Because in the number 15, there are some things that we may have been overlooking or we just probably need to have a little more insight on. So it brings me great pleasure to introduce our show guest, Bill Jenkins. He also believes that there is power in the number 15 and shares his insight today on how the number 15 has appeared and is appearing in our lives. Get ready, y'all. Hold on to your seats because something very, very interesting is brewing. Bill is going to show references in politics and even religion on how 15 has been used. Bill Jenkins is a phenomenal man, phenomenal man with a very exciting history It brings me great pleasure to welcome to the platform 
Pastor Bill Jenkins. He is the founder and senior pastor of the Church of ACTS, Acts, which is a young prophet whom God is raising up in the last of the last days to tear down the devil's stronghold. As a 17-year-old youth with a long-time dream of playing professional baseball, Bill Jenkins had an opportunity to sign a contract with the eight ball affiliates of the Kansas City Royals. It was only three days before his 18th birthday that Bill Jenkins had an encounter with God, which completely changed his life and his future. Instead of heading for spring training, Bill became a youth pastor and evangelist in Chicago, Illinois, and then later attended the Christ for the Nation's Bible College in Dallas, Texas. After graduation in May of 1990, God spoke to Pastor Bill, telling him to go to the heart of America and get the scriptural heart pumping and blood flowing. That is when Pastor Bill traveled to Indianapolis, where he set in motion the Church of Acts, now sitting on 34 acres with two buildings and over 40,000 square feet on the south side. Among his many accomplishments, Pastor Bill Jenkins has worked with the mayor of Indianapolis and other city officials to help reduce crime, has organized large events to unite the churches of Indianapolis, and has been recognized as a man of distinction by the Indiana Ministry, I'm sorry, by the Indiana Minority Business Magazine. He has shown great care to his congregation and the city of Indianapolis. In an effort to help change lives through God, Pastor Bill has said that he does what he does because people still need saving. He is considered to be a leading apostolic voice. Please help me welcome to the show Pastor Bill Jenkins. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Good morning, Bill. How are you? Well, good morning. Uh, that's quite the introduction, and I uh, appreciate you having a, uh, me on the show today. I'm really looking forward to it. I have been thinking about this this interview for quite some time now, so I'm glad that it's finally happened. And after having the opportunity to, to review some of the materials that you shared, I thought it would be quite appropriate to put it out on the air. I thought the listeners could definitely benefit from what you intend on sharing with them today. So are you ready, Pastor Bill? Uh, I'm born ready. So, yes, let's go. According to this bio, yeah, it shows that that, that you're born ready. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely ready. So when did you know or begin to see interesting an interesting relationship with the number 15. Well, when did that come to you? Well, every year what I do is I prepare a uh, vision for my church. And so what I do is I'll seek the Lord, I'll get everything ready, and um, then I'll cast that out, kind of lay a foundation for success for whatever year that may be. Well, this year 
It just happened to be, obviously, 2015. And I just kept hearing, check out the number 15. See how it relates to life. See how it relates to the word. And you're going to get an idea of what needs to be done in order to release a vision for success for 2015. So, And in that, how did you find that it related to life? Well, I just begin to look. I just begin to research. As I begin to just do a little digging, I realized that 15, uh, you know, was a soap opera for teens. It was a movie um, on the big screen, and it was also a uh, uh, a small screen movie. It's a puzzle. It's a punk rock band, and it's actively involved in a lot of our major sports. For instance, even in tennis. The 15 represents the first point scored in the game. Major League Baseball has 30 teams, and they have 15 teams in the American League, 15 teams in the National League. Even billiards or pool has 15 numbered pool balls. Backgammon begins with each side having 15 checkers. Rugby, which is not a popular sport, but it has 15 players on the field at all times, and the number 15 is the number worn by the starting fullback, which is – the person on the field who is the center of attention, even in the NFL where, you know, the NFL and the National Football League is huge, it has four 15-minute quarters, and there is a 15-yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. Count the letters in unsportsmanlike, and guess what? You got 15 letters. So it's an everyday part of our life, even in government, the Democratic Party, Republican Party, whatever side you land on, it counts up to 15 letters. And the president himself has a 15-member executive team that we know as the cabinet. So it's a part of our everyday lives. Wow. That, that's very inspiring. So what, what can we take from this after hearing what you said and how it applies to things like, we, like sports and politics? What can we take from that? Well, I think what we take from it is that there's a message in the sports world, that there's a message in government, entertainment, in every area of our lives, and there's got to be some type of spiritual message. And as I begin to look in the Bible and check out the number 15, you know, number 15 is probably not one of those numbers that everybody goes, wow, that's a common number. You know, we know the big numbers, but we don't really realize that even in Scripture, one out of six Scriptures is associated with a number. That's a big thing. We don't really realize that. We overlook numbers, places, names in the Bible, not realizing that everything is significant. When I begin to study the number 15 in the Bible, I realized it was mentioned 42 times, and every time it was mentioned, it just happened to revolve around five main themes. So it is God-inspired. So let's talk about the, the first thing that you found to be the, one of the principles surrounding 15 in the Bible. Well, when I begin to look at the number 15, I, I begin to notice that one of the first things was that it is connected with addition and extension. Now, I want you to understand that everything I'm getting, I'm not just pulling out of the top of my head. I believe that the Bible tells us that if you're going to have somebody that is going to stand trial, there's got to be more than one person 
who is going to have to testify against them in order to convict them. Well, it's the same thing with the biblical truth. We cannot establish biblical truths, the Bible says, unless there's two or three examples of uh, something that can be connected to our truth and that can be confirmed by the word. And so the first thing I found is that 15 is associated with extension and addition. Now, there's a man in the Bible. He was a king. His name was Hezekiah. And the Bible says in the 14th year of his reign, he had a death sentence imposed mm. upon him. And so what happened was God sent the prophet by, knocked on his door, and he had a message for him. The message was, listen, you need to get your affairs in order. You're about to die. Now, that's not a good message. I don't want no prophet knocking on my door giving me that kind of a message. <laughs> if it ain't good, if it ain't something that's going to build me up, bless me, or prosper me, hey, just keep it. But Hezekiah, the king who had been reigning for 14 years, got a message from the prophet. It was sent to by the Lord to the prophet to give Hezekiah that he had to get his house in order because he was about to die. Well, what did Hezekiah do? He didn't get mad at the prophet. He didn't get mad at the messenger. He didn't mm-hmm. get upset with God. But he went, the Bible says, turned his face to the wall, cried out to God, began to pray. He even reminded God of what he had done in the past and what he did was he literally, because of that, ended up changing the mind of God. Now, wow, think about that. You and I, little peons in this earth, have the power to change God's mind? Absolutely. That's what Hezekiah did. And before the prophet got to the middle of the court, the Bible says that God told the prophet to go back and tell him that what he needed to do was give him a message that not only was he not going to die, but he was going to give him a 15-year extension. Now, you say, well, what does that mean okay. to me? Well, here's what I believe it means for, our, for the, your listeners today. Somebody may feel like 2014, year of their life. Maybe they felt like they had a death sentence imposed upon them. Maybe they went through a divorce, a tragic time, lost somebody they love, a bankruptcy. Maybe a business has collapsed. But in one way or another, there's some people that feel like they've lost everything. 2014 granted them a death sentence. But don't give up. Don't lose hope. Don't get your eyes off the main focus. Put your focus on on God and understand that although 2014 was bad, 2015 is a year when God is going to turn things around. God is going to give you an extension and an addition to your life and cause you to be blessed in a mighty way in 2015. That's powerful. I love it. I love it. What what I what I what I also love, Pastor Bill, is that another thing that, that you reference in those principles is the the year of the church, and and with what's going on today with our youth and with all kind of other social issues that that we're dealing with, I think that that the church is is so much is so much needed in our lives and in our, in our communities. So can you share that that principle with us as well? Well, absolutely. You know, uh, it, I'm a pastor, so I've been uh, pastoring for uh, 27 years. And I understand, you know, when I talk to people, sometimes they don't want to go to church, not because they don't love God, but because they don't like God's children sometimes. And I think what has happened mm. is, you know, we've got to change the way we approach, the way we look at, the way we address things in this world. Too often the church has gone to the world for advice, but I believe 2015 is a year when God is wanting the world to come to the church for advice. And when you begin to study the number 15 as it relates to the church, 
you understand that the number one place, the number 15 is mentioned, is in the book of Exodus, and it refers to the tabernacle, the dimensions of the tabernacle, the dimensions and the size of the curtain within the tabernacle, and different things like that. And so I really believe that 2015 is a year when God wants to increase the influence of the church upon this world. Let's be the kind of example that we need to be. Let's not go out there and do things that bring a bad mark on God, but let's lift up the Lord. Let's tell the world about the love, the goodness, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and let's see God move in a new way. You know, the Bible tells us that we're going to reach people as we share the goodness of God. Now, listen, I'm a good hellfire and brimstone preacher. I promise you. But I think the goodness of God is what leads men to repentance. Let's start telling people how good God is, how awesome he is. Even though we've gone through a test, we've got a testimony that we have not died. We're still alive. God is on our side. And if God be for us, it doesn't matter who is against us. So let's turn things around. Let's speak more positive, be more positive in 2015, and create a hunger inside of people to want to come to church, serve God, and live for the Lord like never before. Pastor Neil, how has the Church of Acts began to do things to make the church a place where people can come and get advice? Well, what we do is we have outreaches. I mean, week in and week out, we have a large food giveaway at our church, and so people can come get food every single day from our church if they're in need, if they have food. We go out to uh, minister to the homeless every Tuesday night. We have a whole community, a large, unfortunately, large community here in Indianapolis where we go out, we take water, toilet paper, we take food, we take tracks, and we take the gospel and minister to those folks out there. We have a club on Friday nights for our teenagers, and um, we have foosball, ping pong, full court gym. We have all kinds of activities to get these kids off the street and, uh, you know, to meet their needs, just give them a place where they can connect. You know, uh, I just believe we've got to open the doors of the church more than Sunday mornings and Wednesday night. We've got to be out there being mm. the light of the world and being the salt of the earth. I, I like that you said that more than Sunday mornings and more than Wednesdays. Yeah, that, that, that's powerful. Powerful, and, and it's also true. I know as a, as a Christian myself, I know one of the things that we often struggle with, especially in a mega church or a large church, in terms of feeling like we matter, feeling like we're a part of the church, feeling like we are we are somebody in that institution. How does how does your church uh, handle that to making sure that members feel that they're a part of the church and they're not just a number? And, and well, what, well, what we do is I, I really believe that instruction plus involvement equals growth, okay? So I'm a, I'm a pastor. Mm-hmm. I'm a preacher. I'm a prophet. I love getting the word out. I love for people to bring, you know, pen and paper or, you know, get their phone and take notes, uh, get their iPads, you know, and, and begin to type things out because it's instruction but it's also involvement that equals growth. Nobody sitting in our church can grow if they're only getting instructed. All we're going to do is create spiritually fat people. Well, that's not good, especially in the new year. You know, people go to work out to get off some of their excess weight. Well, how do you get it out? How do you get excess weight off? Well, you got to work out. Well, same thing spiritually. If you got a lot of excess weight, got a lot of knowledge, got a lot of things in your head, 
then you've got to begin to understand. You've got to tone up in 2015 in the spiritual way by doing something, putting your hand to the plow, getting active, being activated. Do something to use what God has put in you. Don't wait until you're perfect. Don't wait until you're ready. You never will be. Take a step of faith. Use what you have. Use what God has given you. And what happens is as you use the little bit God has put in you now, you have a potential to have God add even more to you in your life. Wow. Oh, I'm so filled with, with Pastor Bill. <laughs> oh, God. So, so, Pastor, let's talk about, before the time runs out, let's talk about the deliverance aspect of one of the principles that, that you found um, in, in the book of, of the Bible. Well, deliverance is an interesting subject, and I really believe that 2015 is going to be a year of deliverance. If there's somebody out there, maybe they've been in some kind of a bondage, maybe they've been addicted to something, really believe it's a year that they're going to be set free. In Hosea chapter 3, verse 2, the Bible says that Hosea bought Homer, who was a prostitute, for 15 pieces of silver. Now, that's interesting. You know, we all know the story of Hosea and how God told him to go out there and uh, you know, show his love to Homer to get her off of the streets, if you will, and to never give up. And it's a picture of God loving us. And no matter what we do, God loving us. Well, what did Hosea really do? Hosea delivered her. Hosea set her free. And no matter what she did, even though she didn't, you know, always receive it the way he would have liked to, what happened was, you know, uh, he never gave up. And I'm thankful that God doesn't give up on us. And I believe that if you have an addiction, if you have a bondage, if you have a bad habit, then 2015 is going to be here. God's going to give you extra grace to overcome it. But I also believe that 2015 is not just a year when you're going to be delivered from something. I believe it's a year God's going to deliver something to you. Now, we just passed and celebrated Christmas. I had a few packages that needed to be sent uh, via UPS or FedEx or whatever, and I was hoping that they would get to me on time. Well, thank God most of them did, but in our spiritual lives, we wonder if our packages have got lost or returned to sender. You know, we feel like we have a promise from God, but it doesn't seem to be coming about as fast as we would like, and we wonder if it's really going to come to pass. The devil tries to tell us it's not going to happen, you know, and we start to maybe believe we've overthought something or overbelieved something, but 2015 is a year when I believe you're going to get your package. Although you may have thought it was lost, although you may have thought it was a return back to the sender, 2015 is a year when you need to recheck the spiritual tracking and see that your package or promise is out for delivery. Not only are you going to be delivered from stuff, not only is this a year when God has given you the grace to overcome some of those bad habits, but this is a year God is going to fulfill the promise that he made. If you've been holding on to something, household salvation, maybe you've been wanting to be delivered from something, maybe there's been something hard and difficult that you've been fighting that you haven't got the victory over, 2015, God is going to deliver you, but he's going to deliver a package to you. He's going to fulfill that promise. He's going to meet that need. He's going to come through in a mighty way. The heavens are open in 2015. All right. And what can people do while they're waiting on the package to be delivered? Because sometimes it's hard to be patient. Even even as Christians, even even in our strong walk, it's hard for us to be patient and, and wait. So what can people do? What would you suggest some things that they can do 
while they're waiting well, on, on on the package to be delivered. And and you said it right there. It's hard to wait. You know, the Bible said there's a planting season and then there's a watering season and then there's a harvest season. We forget that there's four seasons, not three, in the natural and in the spiritual. And that fourth season is the waiting season. It's the hardest season. We don't mind planting. We don't mind watering. We definitely love receiving. But it's that waiting time where we got to continue to work, water, and, you know, take care of that promise. What you got to do during the waiting season is you got you to call things that are not as though they were. You got to speak life to that seed. You got to water that seed. You got to have faith that what God said is going to come to pass and let nothing, nobody, take that seed from you. Listen, you can abort that seed, you can miscarry that seed, or you can give birth to that seed. And we've got to make sure we don't allow the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the seed to be aborted, we don't allow the seed to be miscarried, but we do everything we can by having faith and confidence in God, understanding that just because a promise may be delayed, it doesn't mean it's denied. So put your confidence mm-hmm. in God. Have some hope. Because before you have faith, a prerequisite to faith is hope. Nobody can have hope, faith until they have hope. If you don't have a little bit of hope, then you'll never have any kind of faith. That's what the Bible says. I didn't write it. I'm just telling you. We've got to have hope. So I want to release hope in the atmosphere today. I want people to know that if God said it, God will cause it to come to pass. You don't need a whole lot of hope. You don't need a whole lot of faith. But you got to have a little bit of hope before you have any kind of faith. Oh, I like that. I like that. And and, and I think that... That will definitely, practicing that will definitely give people something to hold on to. Hope, I always say that hope in the future gives you power in in the present. And so hoping will definitely keep you active because it it does keep you driven. It does keep you driven. So, so Pastor, tell us where we can get information about 15, because I understand that you have put this in a nice, pretty package that can be delivered to folks who want it. So, so tell us about that. Well, I, uh, I I wrote this book in five days, believe it or not, and it was published. In other words, I had a hard copy of it in my hand in 15 days. So that's pretty amazing. And so you can get this book at our website through our church, www.churchofacts.org. And you can get it on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon right now, get it. You can get it through ebooks. So Kindle ebooks. Uh, you can get it through there. Barnes and Noble. You can go to Barnes and Noble website and order it through Barnes and Noble. Or you can get it through eBay. So you can go just about anywhere that sells books and you can find the book 15 by Bill Jenkins. It's really a great book. It's 150 pages. I believe. That what we're doing is giving the number 15 a voice, a prophetic voice, to release a vision of success in 2015. That's awesome. That 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 that's pretty awesome and and, and very inspiring. And and for those of you who who have are interested in ordering the book, I'm going to have a link on the Facebook page so you can go directly there and and order this material as as soon as possible. Pastor Bill Jenkins, we we are just delighted to have had you on on the show uh, today, sharing this information as, on the first Saturday of the year 2015. Any closing words that you can give to the audience? Any words of comfort or things that you may want to say to them before we end the show? Well, I just believe that everything happens for a divine purpose. The last 
thing that I talk about in my book is about 2015 being the year of the godsend. There's two kinds of people, thorns in the flesh and godsends. You, my friend, are a godsend. I thank God for you. I thank God for your heart. I thank God for your program. And I just believe that as people listen today, keep in mind throughout 2015, don't waste your time in places and with people who do not want to go higher and further and deeper. Surround yourself with people that are godsends. Get rid of the thorns of the flesh. Experience great success in 2015. And I believe when you get done with this year, I believe you're going to be able to look back and you're going to be able to say, you know what, this has been the very best year of my life. Wow. Wow. Well, you have been inspired by this information that we've shared about the power of 2015. I want to thank you for being with us, and I'm so thankful and blessed to have had Pastor Bill Jenkins to share this information with us. The, the entire month of January is, is being dedicated to attitude adjustment. So stay tuned with us for the next few shows that are going to be coming up. We encourage you to be inspired to adjust your attitude in 2015. You know, some people walk in the rain, others just get wet. So a pop issue called the change the action of positive thoughts, events, and outcomes. This is the catfish and it's sparked extraordinary results by Wade Boggs. Don't forget, download the app, Coffee Talk Population, so you can stay connected as we grow and prosper in 2015. Have an awesome weekend, you guys. I'll see you right here next week on Coffee Talk Your new morning show. Bye-bye.